I'm your producer, Todd Bartu, and this is Offshore Explorer. Offshore Explorer looks at the world from the sailor's point of view, port by port. Together, we share stories that detail the important intersections between sailing, culture, and life, past, present, and future. Coming up on today's episode, we answer the age-old question, how do you get your girlfriend to go sailing with you? But first, let me introduce our host, a lifelong sailor who has traveled the world, raced international 14s, and crossed the Atlantic countless times, a published author who has written for both stage and screen, Captain Scott Dodgson. Hello, Todd. How are you this fine January 4th? Happy New Year, 2000. I just can't get over 2000. That's my thing is 2000, how to get over 2000. 2021. Um, it's, it astounds me these numbers. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I think, I think after, after the year that we've all had, we all need to wear a t-shirt that says I survived 2020. It's been such a year. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really, uh, it's been a hard year in a lot of ways with COVID and the politics, et cetera. But, uh, um, I'm very, very happy that we've done um, extremely well with our podcast. And uh, in fact, I just found a survey that says that we're in the top 5% in the world. Wow, all that's podcasts. great. Yeah, we, uh, we've had a lot of success with the podcast and we're looking forward to a new year. Um, before we move on, and I just wanted to give a shout out and thanks to Bogdan Marius Andre, who he bought us a coffee on coffee. Thank you very much for your tip. If you want to join Bogdan, you can actually go on coffee. It's K-O-F-I. I'll I'll leave a link in the description and you can leave us a tip there as well. And thanks for everyone for listening. And moving on to this week's episode, what do we have planned for this week? Well, this week I thought I'd like to talk about... um, sex relationships and sailing um the last episode we did on sex and sailing was very very popular in fact it was our most popular go figure that sex would be a uh, topic of concern uh, but i have gotten a lot of um as i say in the as i will say in the um podcast i've gotten a lot of requests about guys that are trying to convince their wives and girlfriends to go sailing and sell their house cars and everything else they have and jump on a boat and spend their life on a boat and we talked a little bit about the cruising mindset and the venn diagram of getting from point a to point b and you know ended up being on a being a cruiser getting off the boat and stuff and these these are obviously some really hot topics among our listeners So I decided to kind of give a list, uh, do a list and a conversation about uh, things um, one needs to improve on on relationships. Okay, great. Take it away, Scott. Let's be clear. I'm not a relationship advice guy. Um, the only thing that I know about relationships is from the numerous failed relationships that I've had over the last 50 years. I count myself lucky that I'm in a relationship right now that seems to be working. 
and tomorrow is another story. Today it's working. Tomorrow we'll see. Um, but it's all about working on it. And uh, as Chris, the great Chris Rock has said that, um, another flawed messenger I might add, like myself, that relations are like trying to carry a sofa. You can't do it by yourself. And even with the both of you, it's hard to carry a sofa. And that's pretty much what relationships are like. So I'm giving this advice not to think I'm right and that my advice would be right for you, but some thoughts, some observations, and maybe I can offer a bit of a lens and focus because I've had a lot of boats. Um, I spent many years chartering and I've had a lot of partners, uh, many dynamic partners. And I get a lot of mail about um, this, this idea. And the question usually is, is how do I get my girlfriend or wife to sell everything and move on a boat with me um, while I learn to sail and, you know, eventually we're going to sail around the world. Um, that's not going to work. The first thing, my advice to you is there's a process. Um, if you want to take your girlfriend and the two of you get on a boat, um, and she's a little lukewarm about it, um, there's things you can do. You can, you can go charter, um, charter a boat for a week see how she likes living on the boat. Um, and remember, there's a lot of things you have to do for yourself and about yourself because relationships are not easily transferable to boats. And this applies to a number of women I've met over the years doing their own thing with their own boat. And as one of uh, my friends said, uh, She's a woman in her 40s, and she'd been around the world, and she had a nice, uh, she had a nice little uh, 50-foot Beneteau, and that was, uh, she bought it because she sold her house, she got rid of her husband, um, all her kids had gone off, and she decided she wanted to sail around the world, because she loves sailing. And I asked her, I said, well, why didn't she, what was the deal without your husband? And she said to me that the, the male ego is like a sea drogue. It just slows you down. So I got 10 things I can list about how to manage the sex, how to manage the relationship, and how to manage the sailing. The first really important thing, and guys, you got to listen to this. Know who you are. Know what is good for you and what is bad for you. Know what, you can't be lazy because the acceleration, the dynamism that's involved in being on a boat that you have to have in order to be successful in sailing around the world is not like sitting on your couch. You can't just say, oh, hon, I'm checking out. I'm going to watch football for four hours. And your wife goes off and does stuff. It doesn't work on a sailboat. You're together 24-7. There is a level of engagement that is necessary in the partnership, and it can be exhausting. 
and it can also be very, very rewarding. And that should be the reason why you want to take this person, this partner, this girlfriend, this wife with you on a boat is to grow your relationship. But if you're going to bring the same old habits that you have at home, don't even bother. But there's a way around that. You just have to find a different kind of partner because some people just, some women, just the partner, it's just not going to work. I mean, I have a relationship now, but, you know, my wife is not a, a girl for the boats. She's a musician. She's an artist. She has a very dynamic life. She travels. Um, she, she likes her, her big bed. She likes, you know, having her own bathroom. She, she demands having her own stuff. Um, she's got tons of clothes. Um, she has to do all sorts of women things and she likes doing this and doing that and when she wants to do it and all the rest of this kind of stuff. And, and she's not going to put up with, you know, a tiny little locker that can maybe hold four coats or dresses or, you know, a pair of sneakers. It's, you know, she's not going to put up with, you know, everything in the bathroom having to be put away before you go sailing. I mean, that's just not her style. She just not, but I have a great relationship with her. But a boat relationship is an entirely different thing. Women on a, in a boat, they need to be ready to go. Okay, they have to have the attitude that we're going to just forget everything, pack it up and go and be happy with the escape. But guys, one of the things you got to understand, you may have a great relationship on land, but it just maybe it won't. It's rare that it does translate into a relationship on the boat. And I say that because I've talked before on podcasts about you know, going to um, uh, Virgin Gorda or going to Antigua. Um, there's lots of boats there, fully fully ready to go. Tortola is a perfect example of it. Fully ready to go, been cruising, maybe came from the east coast of the United States. That's as far as they've got. The girlfriend says it's either me or the boat. So the boat ends up staying, you go home, all right? My advice to you, first off, if you want to go do this dream, guys, or and gals, marry the boat first, and then whatever comes along, whatever partner, mate that helps you sail comes along, take care, take care of it and let them come along with you. But to actually transfer that relationship into a boat, it, it hardly works, to be really, really honest. So the other thing you have to do is the first thing you have to know is know that the wrong partner can sap the strength right out of you. And I mean that seriously. The second thing is moving on to a, a boat from land is way harder than you think. Most guys, most gals, most couples, you all have your comfort zones. Y'all kind of smooth along. You've got your thing, right? Well, if you're going to live on a boat and go sailing around the world, get rid of your car, okay? You're going to be hauling groceries, carrying them two, three blocks from the taxi cab down through the marina, out onto your dock, and then climb onto your boat, and then put those away, you know, in 80, 90 degree heat. 
That's what you're going to do if you want to eat, if you want to stock up your boat. You're going to be doing maintenance. The whole sailing part's the easy part. Trust me, the easy part is just sitting there and sailing and setting your sails, have the auto helm on, crack a beer, let her rip. Great time to have sex, by the way. Have some of the best sex in my life with the auto helm on. You get a little antsy. There's a lot of movement. I did this and I talked about this whole uh, thing with sex and sailing, which I, I urge you to go back and listen to because there is a thing that happens to you physically and emotionally on a boat that just makes you want to have sex. And now, if your partner is somebody that's just lukewarm to the idea of sex on land, you might luck out and they might just come around, turn around, make a little bit of a, a movement towards that because the boat and the ocean and all the rest of that stuff will do it. But they can't, they can't have your attitude, okay? They can't have... that that idea that that you were just this thing this blob this in your own way kind of person okay if if your relationship if you can't transfer your relationship from land which i'm i'm saying you're it's like 10 percent, 20 percent. it depends on who wants it more right to be successful if you can't transfer that okay then your main goal is marry the boat and look for temporary relationships to fill in the prospects, okay? And you'll find them. There's plenty of girls that are going to want to go out there. There's plenty of girls who are running on sale. I would tell you, I've spent 18 years chartering, and I had plenty of mates. Some I had relationships with, others that I didn't. The ones that I had relationships with, it was just, it was fun sex. That's all it is, fun sex. It's not a commitment sex. And let me tell you, I made the mistake. There's one girl I fell madly in love with. I call her Laura. I was madly in love with her. She was just like everything I dreamed of, of being on a boat. It's all I could think of. Okay? And I just, I tried too hard. She eventually left. Left me on the boat. I was devastated. I got so drunk, I fell in the dinghy and, and broke my nose. Honest to God. So this kind of stuff isn't about finding that thing to fill your heart. You know, it's, it's, it's about the adventure. It's about growth. It's about being on. It's about being suited for the process, okay? It's about changing who you are, all right? And you have to learn these things and develop a whole new... Um, language between your partner and yourself. Because many, many people are not suited to be with each other 24-7. I don't care what size boat you have. It's, you can't escape the other person. Okay, And it is, shouldn't be about escaping the other person. This is why I always ask the question for to these other guys that are thinking about doing this, trying to transfer their life of, of their relationship, 
um, they want better sex, they want something better, and and they want to go sailing, and and they want to get out of the mainstream. They want to, you know, cut loose, have a little adventure. I've done all that. This is where I'm speaking to you. This is the place I'm speaking to you. I spent 40 years sailing around the world, doing what I damn well pleased, and writing. That's what I do. So I have a different kind of job, a different outlook on life. And not everybody can do that, but I have found a lot of dear, close friends, relatable friends that are doing the same thing that, that, that we have a connection to that I don't find on land. So the thing I'm trying to get to here is you have to ask yourself, what do you want? And I mean seriously ask yourself, what do you want? The second thing you need to do is learn to say yes first. You need to take all your ego, all your I know everything ego, especially in American men, it's, they know how to fix everything, they know everything, they know the ta- We don't care, you're boring. Who are you? Throw facts up about this, facts up about that, argue about this, argue about that. No. That won't work on a boat. Not at all. So I'm going to tell you, tone it down. In fact, tone it down on land. I'm tired of being mansplained by all these experts out there that have never been on a boat. And if they have been on a boat, they all they do is read about it. Your technical stuff means nothing. So check your ego at the dock. Figure out what your real needs are. And that is the least you could expect. The least to fill those needs. The least. And just chill, baby. Chill. Chill. Now, the fifth point is there are two kinds of sailors. Technical sailors and feel sailors. And the question is, is what kind of sailor are you? If you're a technical sailor and you can't sail without looking at your your dials and your electronics, then you don't need to be on the boat. You need to go in a simulator somewhere and just enjoy your technical part. But if you're a real sailor, you'll feel how to pick up a half a knot here, a quarter of a knot here. When When a wave sort of glides up underneath the boat and you rise up on that and stuff and rather than allowing your rudder to bite into that wave to push yourself back on courses you just tap it a little bit you give it a little kind of a little nudge and then let it open and so there's no there's no friction on the rudder and you just sail down the the front of the wave that's a feel sail where you could look and you could you get the sense of your your nose is right into the direction of the wind. And if you move a little bit, you can hear the wind in either ear, you know, to, to port, to starboard. You know, it's like 45 degrees. How close can I get to the wind? Where's my best point of sail? You feel it. You taste it. You know, the spray. You taste the spray. That's where you have to get to because that is much more honest 
than telling me about set and drift. It's skills you have to have. Don't get me wrong. I do it. I know those skills. I know how to. I know how to add up. I know how to subtract. I know how to do algebra. I can take a sexton and I can find my. I. I went across the Pacific with a sexton my first time across. Know how to do it. But that's not what your relationship is about. It's a metaphor for your relationship. Learning how to feel it, how to hear it, how to how to move for it. And people don't want to be mansplained. People don't want, you know, your aspirations to be the only thing in the room. The sixth point, whomever you think you are is not who you will be on the boat. Let me say it again in a different way. The person sitting here listening to this in your car, going down a highway, whatever the case may be, when you're on a boat, you're not going to be that same guy. You're going to drag along some of the same shit that you got, but that's not how you're going to be successful on a boat because the boat's a completely different thing. And let's look at the differences. Time. Boats are slow in any any measure they're all slow even the fastest america america's cups boats they're slow when you compare them to cruising down the highway so your perspective changes your sense of time diminishes and your sense of distance increases people that live with this sense of distance have a different perspective of where they are in the world. This is what sailing is about. It's ancient. Thousands of years people have been sailing. And what you want what you do is the technical guy is applying the modern land onto an ancient art form. The best sailors, the best sailors are field sailors. The best sailors get the whole concept of distance rather than time. They get that that's where their soul resides, in that sense of place. And place is found in distance, not so much in time. So understand what you are aspiring to when you say, Oh, yeah, I'm going to take my wife, my girlfriend. We're going to sell everything, and we're going to get on a boat. We're going to sail around the world. That's a great goal. That's a great thing. But, you know, you want to sail around the world with somebody you're not having sex with? I'm sorry, that's not happening with me. The seventh. The same skills you need to master and trust are the ones we don't seem to master on land. But they're doubly important on a boat. You can't just sit and be sullen and distant on a boat with someone. Because of the space, because of the physicality that's happening on a boat, because of the whole zen-like nature of it, the whole drama 
the opera of sailing in mid-ocean, the beauty of it. This is, this is where your heart jumps. This is where the learning takes place. And that person with you, you have, that's a place, that's a person you share these things with because they're going to go through the same thing. And if you don't realize that, and you want to be the guy in charge, if you're that misogynistic knucklehead, okay, that sees women as second citizens, okay, and who won't train their wife to, to, to steer the boat and, and reef and splice and not, then you don't need to be on the boat with anybody. You can just be on the boat by yourself. And that's what happens. And I've seen it a hundred times. I've seen people with men with this sort of attitude come down, especially down into uh, the Virgin Islands. They come down on the boat. Their wives or girlfriends say, fuck you. I'm leaving. A, leave because they're tired of being told what to do all the time. And the guy's sitting around drinking beer. Three months later, they don't look like the same person. Four months later, they're contemplating suicide or they have to go home because they're now serious alcoholics. I've seen it 20, 30 times. And it happens fast. Real fast. So guys, if you're going to be doing that kind of stuff, you've got to be disciplined to be out there by yourself. Can't drink too much. You got to be aware of your situation. You have to be engaged. You can't hide inside yourself. And I always say this to a lot of guys that I've trained over the years. I've probably trained, I don't know, maybe 70 mates, maybe more than that, 7,500 mates. Okay. I always tell them one thing. Don't get in your own way. You live on a boat in the present. That's what living on a boat is about, is being in the present. Your past is nothing you can do about your past because it's in your wake. Your future is just a waypoint. What's really happening is in the present. And that's what sailors are about, is being in the present. That's why if you allow yourself, you will be a different person when you're on a boat. And you have to ask yourself, when you get to that, is this woman I'm with the right woman to be on that boat with me? Because I've changed. And she will change if you allow her to. Eight, understanding women. Big category here. I could probably do a whole podcast on women in sailing. But let me be a little succinct about this. I love women. I always have loved women. I went sailing primarily because I found that the coolest women were in sailboats. I love the whole society of women that work on boats, that captain boats, that are part of the whole yachting area, you know, community. I love the whole idea of, you know, uh, somebody taking off a couple of years from their quote-unquote job and come and adventure around the world with me for, for a couple of years. And I have, I have girlfriends like that, that I have done, and I love them. And they are still my best friends. And we have had some of the 
best times, the most significant times of our lives, where it's just so solid, so beautiful, so rewarding, and so comforting, and learning, and learning, and learning. That's all you do is you learn, learn, learn. But there's a couple of things you have to understand. First, and I said this before, learn to say yes. Second, teach your girl everything. She should be a better sailor than you. Try to achieve that goal. Third, they need their space. Women need their time. Women need to go somewhere. You know, I used to just, I used to stop when we were between charters. And and this is when I was based in St. Martin. And I had a couple of, uh, a series of uh, French girls. And Florence, I used to tell Florence, I said, you know, why don't you, I'll drop you off, go wander around town for, or whatever. And, you know, here's a radio, call me when you're ready to come back. You know, set up some appointments or whatever the case. And if you don't come back tonight, that's fine too. Even though she was my girlfriend, right? I don't know, guys, can you do that? Can you, will your jealousy be controlled at that point? Will your suspicions and paranoia about, and control? But I'll tell you what, I let her go. Let her go out there and found out she did a couple of things. She went to the beauty salon. She got her hair cut. Okay. She got a facial. She got a massage. She came back. She got, f she bought some food. She bought some clothes. She bought a new pair of deck shoes. Okay. And she came back 630. She was the happiest person I've ever seen. And that's when I realized that you got to. You, guys, you gotta have space because you gotta pick and choose those moments. You can't be overbearing like so many, many guys in sailing are. Just, just, it's sad. I don't even want to be around you. And number nine is understanding men, and this is for the ladies. Most of you ladies know men, generally speaking, are not very quick when it comes to emotional discourse. They try, but they're not. I mean, I'm the same way, and I'm, I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just saying that, you know, something in our DNA just doesn't allow us to, you know, to, to go through this emotional and psychological discourse. We would rather spend an hour looking over or looking under the hood of a of an old car and and not listen in listening to somebody drone on about pistons and firing sequences and all the rest of that stuff than being told we're a knucklehead but there is a way that women can allow men to improve with a honesty and a directness that's very important and it comes to number 10 men open your heart open your head get out of your own way and remember you don't know shit and you shouldn't be upset when your partner tells you so that's my advice for sex, relationships, and sailing.
Thanks for sharing, Scott. That uh, gave me a lot to think about. It actually, you know, it reminds me of something that I learned early on is when you're in a relationship early on, go on a trip with somebody and that will tell that will show you who you're really dating, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. If you're spending all day every day with somebody and, and especially traveling, like getting on a plane or, or getting on a boat, you see their real character come out. And if you could survive going on a trip with somebody, I think your relationship will be okay. Yeah. And I mean, traveling and especially cruising, um, you know, it's important to, you know, as I tell the guys, I said, if you think you want to bring this girlfriend along or this wife, um, you're going to have to, um, you know, go do a, do, go do a week charter down in the uh, British Virgin Islands or the U.S. Virgin Islands. Just go charter for a week on your own boat and sail it around. It's the best way to figure out if you guys are going to, you know, work it out together. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest problem is, is we think all by getting on a boat and sailing off into the sunset that, uh, that uh, all our troubles will be left on land. But in fact, it's not true. They follow us and um, they're pretty diligent about doing it. So anyway, it's about growth. It's about awareness and it's about trying to, you know, improve your life because guess what, folks, you only get one. So... Yeah, and I can imagine that, um, you know, being with somebody all day, every day can be a little bit tiresome. You can get on each other's nerves. So I think it, it is important, as you said, to like, you know, give each other space. You know, if mm-hmm. you're with a girlfriend or wife or a significant other, you know, let them let them have the afternoon off to like go on shore and go about and have some of their own special time, you know. And I, I, I need that, <laughs> you know, I need time on my mm-hmm. own as well. Um, yeah, it's important. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, it's very important. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to rate and review. You can find us on Facebook and at offshoreexplorer.org. You can also listen to past episodes at offshore-explorer.simplecast.com. Our theme song is sung by Paulette McWilliams, with additional music by Amanu Itomi and Tommy Twain. Until next time, fair winds and calm seas. <laughs>